So the UN is kind of a joke now, and that has globalists very upset, but they have a new plan. They want to create the League of Democracies. Stay tuned and I'll tell you all about it. Thanks to the one and only President Donald Trump, the boy isn't he a character, uh, the UN is now kind of a joke. <laughs> it's a, the dictator's gone. Nikki Haley, his ambassador to the UN, just came out and said it was a den of dictators, tyrants, thugs, and mass murderers. Uh, that, that's a pretty good description of the United Nations when you actually boil it down. It, it is quite literally a collection of ruthless gangsters and mass murderers. And uh, Trump has been really taking a wrecking ball to the whole machinery. I mean, he just got us out of the World Health Organization. Before that, we were getting out of UNESCO. We were getting out of the UN Human Rights Council. Now we're getting out of the UN uh, Paris Agreement for climate change. So the UN is obviously not an effective vehicle right now for the deep state to advance its agenda. Uh, if anything, it's just, I mean, the UN says something, Americans are like, no, that's terrible. So they needed a new plan, and now they have got it, a plan B of sorts. Uh, they're calling it the League of Democracies, and that would be nice, except that we're not a democracy, and uh, surrendering sovereignty to a League of Democracies is not a good idea. But trust me, the entire deep state machinery is going to work right now to promote this idea. Uh, it's not a new idea. Idea. In fact, we've been warning about it at the New American Magazine for years, for many years. In fact, I just wrote an article about it a few years ago. They were talking about repealing and replacing the United Nations. And uh, the repeal part sounds great. The replace part is the, uh, the problematic part. So now you've got the Council on Foreign Relations. We've got the Ca Carnegie Endowment uh, pushing this. You've got the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Um, you know, the guy with the awesome hair, Boris Johnson. And you've got uh, some of the most powerful propaganda organs for the deep state parroting this agenda now. And uh, if they are successful, this League of Democracies is very very quickly going to become like another little European Union. That's their goal. They, they're going to start it off by saying it's to counter China's G or 5G schemes. And uh, that sounds legitimate until you recognize that it's not. Uh, and then they actually tell you, we'll go through some of the quotes in a minute, they actually tell you that as soon as they're done with the 5G thing, it's going to be a tool for tackling climate change, corporations that they don't like, tax havens, and we'll get back to all that in just a moment. Now, this was first reported, uh, at least the most recent reiteration of this I idea, was first reported in May by the Times of London, a very prestigious newspaper there. Uh, they reported basically that Boris Johnson, who officially at least uh, led the UK out of the European Union, sort of, uh, we've talked about that before. Uh, now he is pitching this idea of a D10. They wanna get the 10 democracies together. This would basically be the, the G7, that includes uh, the United Kingdom, the United States, Italy, Germany, France, Japan, and Canada. So the uh, the biggest economies in the world, with the exception of the you know the Russians and the Chinese and, and some of the other not so savory governments, and uh, altogether these um, these governments represent uh, over half of global wealth. Uh, it's a massive amount of wealth represented by these governments, and then they would bring in to the G7 also Australia, South Korea, and India. So India, you know, over a billion people. Australia, very strategically located, lots of resources, and South Korea. And officially, at least, they're saying that this is because of 5G. So the British, they were they were using some Chinese, um, Ch communist Chinese technology for their 5G network. And you know, 5G is a discussion for another day. Lots of controversy there. Don't think I'm unaware, but we'll we'll focus on that another time. Right now this uh, 5G network that they're building in Britain, the communist Chinese through their Huawei front group, which is really a, a front for the People's Liberation Army, was uh, 
getting involved in the network and they were providing the stuff cheaper than the other suppliers. So they were really getting involved in the network. And uh, they said basically, hey, you know, this is the cheapest one available. The only two European companies that, that provide this kind of technology, uh, Ericsson and Nokia out of Sweden and Finland, uh, they, they can't sell it as cheaply or produce it as quickly as the Chinese. So now we need to surrender lots of sovereignty to the League of Democracies so that we can solve this problem. And you're probably thinking that sounds ridiculous. In fact, that sounds absurd. And it is absurd. It's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, as we shall see, this is a much broader agenda than just countering the 5G. Now, if we are expected to believe that this is about countering China, we would have to overlook the fact that the very same people pushing this agenda are the ones who built up communist China, starting obviously with the Council on Foreign Relations. They played a massive role in surrendering China to the communists, to Chairman Mao. Many of their uh, big wigs, people like George Marshall, who helped put an arms embargo on our ally, Chiang Kai-shek, who helped us defeat the Japanese in World War II, uh, they practically paved the road with red carpet so that Chairman Mao could take over China. And since then, numerous Council on Foreign Relations bigwigs, people like David Rockefeller, people like George Soros, people like Henry Kissinger, have helped build up communist China to all sorts of ridiculous proportions, economically, militarily. Of course, Bill Clinton sent them all our military technology in exchange for illegal campaign contributions as part of Chinagate. Sorry for another day. Now, uh, Early on in the Trump administration, the Council on Foreign Relations, which again was crucial to building up China, um, they proposed this crazy idea called the G9, the Group of Nine, and they wanted the nine closest allies of the United States to form this global alliance against Trump. Uh, they actually wrote an article in their propaganda mouthpiece, the Foreign Affairs, that uh, this G9 was going to defend the rules-based world order from Donald Trump, who had said he was an anti-globalist and he wanted to stop globalism. Uh, this committee to save the world order, as they called it, and you should go read our articles about this or the CFR articles about it, uh, was basically this like, hey, Trump is going to destroy the new world order agenda. We have got to hold it back. So let's put together a G9. Well, the G9 never came to pass, you know, with Trump in office. That was uh, very difficult to get all of Trump's allies to join this uh, or all of the U.S. government's allies to join this alliance. So they went back to the drawing board and they said, hey, how can we sucker Donald Trump into this international organization that we can use to advance globalism. You know, with all their, all of our institutions being discredited, we've got to come back with another plan. And so they went back to the drawing board and they came up with this Council of Democracies. Now, Foreign Affairs earlier this month in August published what they called a uh, the Council of Democracies can save multilateralism. That was in their propaganda mouthpiece, Foreign Affairs. And um, multilateralism is basically just globalist speak for uh, globalism right? and multilateralism. So instead of having sovereign nations making decisions for themselves, you have international organizations making decisions. That is what multilateralism means. And um, their uh, subhead for this article in Foreign Affairs was Boris Johnson's D10 Club is, or is the club that the world desperately needs. Now, so they were very upset that Trump has uh, withdrawn from the World Health Organization. They said so. And what they said is we, quote, desperately need a new institution that is both global in reach and unified in vision. Enter Boris Johnson's D10 proposal, right? They said that uh, they needed a group of, quote, 
capable, committed, and cohesive democracies, especially those that are most internationally minded, uh, and they can muster the political will and real resources to advance the globalist agenda. This would serve, they said, as a conduit that reinvigorates multilateral cooperation. Okay, so right off the bat, they're telling you this is about much more than 5G. They want this to serve as a conduit to reinvigorate multilateral cooperation, right? It's an effort to revive the globalist push for a new world order. Now, the two uh, people who wrote this article in Foreign Affairs, both of them used to work in the Obama State Department, and they revealed something that I didn't know that I thought was pretty interesting. They said the Atlantic Council, which is kind of like a CFR appendage working to merge the United States with the European Union and ultimately North America, uh, they have already been facilitating these meetings among D10 officials. This is according to Fishman and Mohandas, who wrote this article. Uh, they said that this is good for globalism. And um, basically, they said the UN has produced less impactful international cooperation than other global governance mechanisms, things like NATO, things like the European Union, and so on. And so they thought, hey, this League of Democracies would be a perfect new front in the war on national sovereignty. And they actually tell you, you know, right, right after this, that the 5G thing, that's just the start. They say right afterwards that this League of Democracies, and I quote, could easily evolve to address a broader and more ambitious agenda. All right, that's them speaking, not me. This is going to encompass a much more ambitious agenda. You get it? Uh, among the things that uh, they call for, is the creation of a secretariat, right? It's like the executive branch of this new government they're talking about forming over the 10 so-called democracies. They say that uh, if all 10 of the governments in the alliance don't like a particular policy, the other ones can move forward without it. So, you know, oh, that, that dumb Trump administration doesn't want to uh, surrender even more sovereignty. Well, we'll all do it anyways without him. And then as soon as we get a president that'll agree, we'll bring them along on board, right? This is how the EU figured it out, because basically it was a system where one or even a few governments could stop any of these crazy policies. They now have changed that around so that they can move forward, even if everybody doesn't agree. Now they, and I quote here, they say, uh, such a structure would enable the D10 to tackle an expansive array of projects. Ideas include uh, tackling climate change, terrorizing companies that do not submit to their climate shenanigans, and also cracking down on tax havens, right? And when they say tax havens, really they're just talking about governments that have low taxes, right? They really don't like governments with low taxes. Why? Because that makes it harder for the high tax governments to extract a lot of money from people. Why? because rich people uh, and all people really would rather not pay high taxes. And so if they can go set up their company in Switzerland or in Liechtenstein or in Bermuda or in uh, Nevada or you know something like that, then they can pay less taxes and they like that. Well, socialist, bloated, big government, new world order, deep staters don't like that. They wanna be able to hide their money in tax exempt foundations, but they don't want you and your company to not have to pay outrageous through the nose taxes. And so they wanna use their League of Democracies to to terrorize smaller governments that try to remain competitive by, for example, having lower tax rates, right? Unbelievable, but this is what they're saying their League of Democracies is going to be doing. Now, um, it's not just the CFR. Uh, there's less influential propaganda organs of the deep state that are promoting the same thing. So you have uh, one of the guys from the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, a fellow 
Eric Bratberg and a so-called journalist, Ben Judah. They wrote this article in Foreign Policy, which is kind of like foreign affairs, but not quite as uh, deep state, right? This is for lower level wannabe deep state people, right? They're trying to kind of get into the ranks of the deep state. They're not quite there yet, but if they keep being a good bootlickers, maybe they'll be let in eventually. Maybe they can join the CFR. But um, this is what these two wrote, uh, and this was republished on the Carnegie Foundation's website, by the way. They said, the United Kingdom's D10 is the right size and shape, neither too big, which requires coherence or reduces coherence, nor too small, covering only the Cold War West. Um, they say D10 is a golden opportunity for London to put some meat on the bones of the still unproven global Britain concept pitched by Johnson and others in the wake of Brexit. Now, this uh, marketing puff piece says that the new league would be mostly about countering communist China on 5G for now. But just like the CFR, they tell you that that is just the starting point, right? That's just the camel's nose under the tent. As soon as the camel's nose is under the tent, that whole smelly, disgusting beast will be right in there with you, demanding your sovereignty, demanding your freedom, demanding more money, overthrowing governments and all the rest of it, right? So here is what the they wrote, the, uh, the fellow from um, Carnegie and uh, Ben Judah. This is what they wrote in Foreign Policy. Quote, the D10 opens the door for Europeans to quickly add working groups on climate and multilateralism to the agenda should Trump's challenger Joe Biden win in November. Uh, they said that this would be a perfect platform for Biden to implement his foreign policy agenda across a wide range of other issues. Now, as an added benefit, they said that the D10 would, and I quote, keep the United States steady in the turbulent years to come, while, quote, making it harder for Washington to pursue unilateral approaches. Okay, all that is globalist gobbledygook speak for, hey, this is going to allow us to clip the wings of the American people. It's not fair that they govern themselves and they can do what they want. We need a League of Democracies to make sure Washington, uh, aka the government of the United States, cannot pursue unilateral, which means, you know, we do it without asking the UN or these globalist institutions for permission. Okay, their goal is to shackle the United States, right? They don't want, they don't like our gun rights. They've said so. They don't like our free speech rights. They've said so. They don't like uh, all kinds of our liberties, and they fully intend to get rid of them. Now, a little background on the Carnegie Foundation. Uh, we talked about them quite a bit in our special uh, episode of Behind the Deep State, talking about the big foundations. But Carnegie, for a time, was actually led by a Soviet agent, a man who was working for mass murdering butcher Joseph Stalin, one of the worst mass murderers to ever walk on this planet. Uh, then, of course, he went to go represent the United States when they created the UN. They loved him so much, he became the first uh, Secretary General of the UN. That, of course, is Alger Hiss. And um, the Carnegie Endowment also was crucial in taking over the education system in the United States, and it is a very, very dangerous operation, uh, globalist to the core. Now, their vice president of studies, Thomas Carothers, back in 2008, said this idea of having a League of Democracies reflected a, quote, valid concern. Now, he didn't think that was the best approach right now. He just thought the U.S. should become a better global citizen and we should give up more sovereignty to things like the U.N., NATO, the Organization of American States, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe and other things like that. Now, this whole idea of replacing the U.N. or building a new institution alongside the U.N. Uh, has really gained a lot of prominence in recent years from the globalists, right? One of the things that really got them so mad was... Um, 
that the UN Security Council did not go along with their schemes uh, on several occasions, right? First, they did go along with Libya, you know, Russia and China did not vote to block that uh, military regime change. And so Obama and NATO went in and blew up Libya, turned it into a uh, pile of ruins, and then rolled out the red carpet for so-called refugees into Europe and the United States. Well, uh, after that, the Russians and the Chinese kind of learned a lesson so they wouldn't let the U.N. Security Council be used to uh, bomb Syria into the Stone Age or to destroy Ukraine, things like that. So all these neocons, all these progressive globalists, um, they jumped on this new bandwagon of, hey, let's keep the U.N., but let's also build a League of Democracies so that we can do the globalism and the war and the regime change, even if somebody on the U.N. Security Council doesn't like it. So you have the Rip-On Society. This is basically a Rockefeller Republican Club, uh, rhinos pretending to be Republicans who are trying to promote globalism, big government, tyranny, liberalism, progressivism, and all the rest of it within the Republican Party. Now, they just published a piece this month calling for a League of Democracies. They said, uh, partly because of COVID-19, we need a community of democracies to take over the planet. Now, the guy who wrote this article, Thomas Garrett, is actually the head of something called the Community of Democracies, which, you know, and I study globalism really intensely, and I had not heard of this thing yet. Apparently, they've got a whole bunch of member states including the United States. They're based over in Poland. Uh, they also have, uh, you know, third world socialist crackpot, tin pot dictatorships, uh, you know, corrupt uh, autocratic regimes. But hey, whatever, community of democracies, you know, what do words mean anymore anyways, right? Uh, so this guy was really mad about, you know, Trump, uh, you know, getting out of the WHO and, and not cooperating with the globalists. And he said, uh, you know, there's this uh, assault on the multinational organizations and the world order. And so we really need more globalism, not less. And a good way to do that, he says, and I quote, a far more effective course would be for the U.S. to bring democracies together under our shared set of principles and work to shape the agenda and direction of the WHO and other multilateral forums in the months and years ahead. Okay, um, apparently this thing has a little bit of credibility, this Council of Democracies that, that uh, exists. I mean, they didn't send anybody important, but the Trump administration dispatched a, a deputy secretary of state to go give this silly speech supporting the community of democracies back in June. But, um, you know, they are, they've been really pushing this. Now, John McCain uh, was a, a fervent advocate of this. Uh, during his uh, presidential campaign, he pushed the idea and he pushed it later too. Uh, you also have uh, some progressives from the Obama administration, people like Anne-Marie Slaughter, uh, who were pushing this as well. And um, Western globalists and the deep state, they've been on this bandwagon for a while, right? They, they always wanted the UN to be the global government. Uh, John Foster Dulles, one of the key people in the creation of the CFR, served as Secretary of State for the United States, crucial guy in the creation of the United Nations. Uh, he actually wrote in his book, War or Peace, that the UN was intended to serve as the, the nucleus, the framework for a future world government. And he said it could be accomplished under the UN Charter in his book in 1950. But... Uh, you know, they've got some obstacles in the way. The American people kind of are attached to their independence and their sovereignty and their constitution. And so are other nations. So this is why they thought this League of Democracies might be a, a useful tool to move it on forward. Now, where the Trump administration stands on this is hard to know. Uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, he actually gave a, a beautiful, beautiful speech very recently where he talked about uh, the mass murdering communist dictatorship in China, their brutality, their savagery, their efforts to 
run the uh, the global system. Uh, I mean, you know, he could have been reading from our articles. It was just absolutely brilliant. He talked about the murderous pseudo ideology of communism. But then when he got to possible solutions, he kind of dropped a hint that I thought was a little creepy. He said that uh, maybe a, a new alliance of democracies would be a good idea, right, to work on this. Well, that would be a terrible idea. Uh, you know, and, and Pompeo speaks a, a good game. And, um, you know, a lot of times he does the right thing. Other times, not so sure. But uh, he has been saying that, you know, we need to uphold God-given rights and, and communist China is a threat to those things. But is giving up our sovereignty to Australia and India, which is a socialist uh, system, uh, a caste-based system, actually, uh, to, you know, some of these uh, bloated big government, socialistic governments of Europe. I mean, is that a good idea? Are we going to protect our God-given rights by submerging our sovereignty into uh, a, a network of other governments that don't respect our God-given rights, right? Uh, none of those other governments that would be involved in this have, for example, uh, protections for the God-given right to keep and bear arms, right? Is that a, a group that we want to attach ourselves to? Why? We've got 350 million people in America. We've got the most powerful economy in the world, the most powerful military in the world. If we could just get the globalists to stop messing everything up, why do we need to do this, right? Why do we need to do this? We don't, right? Stopping China does not require giving up our sovereignty to any dumb league of democracies. Uh, in fact, the easiest way to stop communist China would just be to quit sending them our money, right? Quit giving them the UN. Quit giving them our technology. Quit letting them come in here and spy on all our companies, right? It'd be pretty simple to do this, right? Quit rigging the system of international trade through the World Trade Organization to pump all our wealth and our productive capacity to China. Quit coming up with these stupid global warming fake deals that allow China to pump all the CO2 it feels like into the atmosphere while handicapping American industry and jacking up our energy prices, right? It's really not rocket science, folks. And anybody who thinks that Washington doesn't understand this uh, is a fool. And, uh, you know, I don't mean to, to sound harsh, but goodness gracious, folks, the writing's on the wall. Also, uh, one more thing, this idea that democracy is a good idea or that a, a league of democracies is going to solve all our problems, that's really problematic for a number of reasons. And I'll start by quoting from the author, the primary author of our Constitution, James Madison. He's often called the father of the U.S. Constitution for good reason. He wrote in Federalist Number 10, and I quote, democracies have ever been spectacles of turbulence and contention, have ever been found incompatible with personal security or the rights of property, and have in general been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths. So unless violent death and losing your, your security and your personal individual rights sounds appealing, we ought to really consider whether we actually want a democracy. Uh, Madison was clear, democracy is a terrible form of government. We ought to create a republic, right? The difference being democracy is mob rule, right? 51% of the public can vote to shut your church, shut your mouth, take away your property, take away your guns, close down your newspaper, right? You have no rights in a democracy. You have whatever rights the majority, the mob, is willing to grant you. And for Christians out there, remember, who was it that killed Jesus, right? It was the mob that killed Jesus. Do you really trust the mob with your individual rights, with your life, ultimately? Uh, and I would say, if you do, you're probably not thinking very clearly. You probably haven't been around a mob for very long, right? Uh, that old cliche about democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner uh, is very, very true, right? Uh, uh, when you have a majority that wants to kill you, you probably don't want a democracy. So the, the system they set up was a republic where the rule of law trumps the will of the mob and the rule of law protects your right to life, to liberty, to property, to keep and bear arms and on and on. Right. Um, 
That's why the Founding Fathers in Article 4, Section 4 said every state in the Union is guaranteed a Republican form of government. That's not a partisan thing, right? It wasn't Republican, Democrat. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about a republic, rule of law, not rule of the mob, not a monarchy, not an oligarchy, a republic, right, where we elect our representatives, but there are limits to what the government can do. So this League of Democracies, it's not just a foolish idea, folks. It is dangerous. We must resist it. It would further erode our ability to govern ourselves, our ability to protect ourselves, our ability to preserve our individual liberties. It would siphon off more of our wealth, more of our prosperity, more of our power to support globalist causes. That's the last thing we need right now, right? It's like they don't have enough already, right? They just always need more. Um, it would cede more of our sovereignty to uh, international bureaucrats who hate America, who hate the American way of life, who want to disarm us and silence us, right? Uh, what we really need if we want to stop China and all their 5G schemes is a renewed commitment to individual liberty, to individual morality, to our constitution, to self-government. Those are real solutions to the crises we're facing, folks. So You've been watching Behind the Deep State. I'm Alex Newman. Thank you for watching. Please share this video, folks. Hit the little bell, subscribe, share, like, all those good things. Uh, put it out on Twitter, Facebook, you know, whatever it is. Uh, get the word out there, folks. Thank you for watching. God bless you all. And until next time, take good care.